don't know Ned Cooper. All right. I'm getting ready to meet everybody. Here we go. All right. I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. I ain't so nervous. Everybody's joining us now. Everybody's getting on the call. Okay, some people have their mics and cameras um, mooted. Hey! Hello, look hello. At, oh, look at this guy. That's, okay, wait. That, we, he's the MVP right there. Uh, well, wait, there's two MVPs here, maybe. Mm -hmm, we got a guy yeah. on the bridge, then we got a guy with the whole bridge staff behind him. It's, this is great, man. This is great. Mugatu, can't I hear you that. yet, buddy. Clint, can't hear you yet. Oh, Clint's going, I'm not talking to you. That's why you can't hear me. All right. All right. Fair enough. Hey, everybody. We're not recording yet. We're just kind of doing the green room bit for a few minutes. Uh, we'll just see. We've got about four or five other folks who said they might be joining us. We're going to let them come in here. And we're not recording officially yet either. So good. Well, welcome. Uh, where's everybody from? I'm in Evansville, Indiana, which is near the Ohio River. Near the Ohio River. Uh, Williamsburg, Virginia. Williamsburg, Virginia. Near old Williamsburg. Okay. Colonial. Early settlers. Early settlers, yeah. Right across the street from me, actually. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in undisclosed Canada. The great white north. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that uh, up until yesterday, it was white again. Like Really? Yeah. Wow. We, we usually, where I live... It's usually first week, second week of March. Snow's gone and things are budding. This year that happened, and then we got like eight more inches of snow two days ago. Wow, that's okay. awesome. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not, but it is. I, I love awesome, snow. I weird. love snow. I love the winter. Sure, you do. You said you're from. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky, Evansville. Right? I'm from Indiana, near Kentucky. You're from yeah. Indiana. Okay. I'm from Kentucky. I live in Indiana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got it backwards. That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know me pretty well, Alex. I do, and uh, I don't know how you don't lose your mind at this time of year. When well, I, mean, I was sending like... you like videos of the snow falling, losing my mind. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, East Canada. We'll just say Canada, but it's you guys get snow. You win on the snow sweepstakes. There, we just no way. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, by the way. And uh, Clint, you gonna talk at all? Where are you? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, good. Oklahoma Where are City? you? Oklahoma City. All right. Oklahoma City. Right down Route 66. Not too far away. I don't know. Is there a resemblance here? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to who? Now, is Oklahoma City. Oh, is thought, that the... Clint, I thought you meant to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody, Clint's, Clint's my, my big brother. Oh, okay. Who, All if right. you listened to the show the other day, you heard me tell the story about... He was the guy who introduced me to Star Trek. Um, so, hey, oh, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. He's muted, but hello, Daniel. All right. Uh, we're, we're in the green room phase right now. We're doing a little chit-chat. We will get rolling. Hit the record button in just a moment. We're just see people are still coming in. Here's Andrew. Andrew. Hey, yep. Andrew. Welcome, brother. Welcome. So good. Hi. Hey. Nice to be here. So good to see you guys. Oh, my Hi. gosh. I think we've all kind of know each other one way or another so it's it's pretty great though to see everybody in one room so to speak okay let me see virtual. here the virtual the virtual lounge as i used to say in my andrew other andrew where are you located uh i'm in maryland uh okay north of dc okay 
Oh, sweet. Okay. All right. East Coast, um, baby. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I'll just let me just give you a little uh, how it's going to go here, uh, and we'll get started pretty quickly because this is a pretty good group here. And I'm trying to think one, two, three. There's maybe a couple more who said they might, but we'll we'll give them a couple more minutes. But just to lay it out for you, two things: um, this will be become a regular. It'll be an episode of Mysterious Goings On, which is the feed that the show has been in. Um, uh, what will happen though is uh, I'm going to be recording it with a special program. There's going to be some overlays and stuff, and then we're going to also boot it to YouTube. If you have any issues with your image being seen or anything like that, just just letting you know. We understand if you don't want that, but we want to make sure everybody understands that. Um, we're not trying to dox anybody or anything like that. Jason's got the right <laughs> idea right there, buddy. Just, just cover it up. There you go. Um, we just want everybody to be comfortable. And uh, we're very good listen. at doxing ourselves. Go ahead. I'm you, sorry. It's true. Um, you know, a couple of things. Uh, if you've listened to the show, the past 10 episodes, this is a special mini show within my 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 regular show's feed, Mysterious Goings On, which has been around for a while, but since 2016. And it's a book about writing, creativity. A um, couple of things. Feel free to use whatever language you want. I, you know, I'd like to keep it as PG as possible. Just, you know, um, it'd just be easier that way because with YouTube when we upload it there and stuff like that. But uh, that's fine. Um, everybody, we try to be respectful. Opinions, it's great. We can disagree, agree, disagree. Um, uh, if you get out of line, I do have a Lerpa, and I know where you live, and we're good. <laughs> just okay. Anyway, um, just saying. Um, in the chat of your Zoom. Throughout this call, throughout this show, occasionally I'll be doing this in the chat. There's one there right now. There'll be polling, and I want we're going to take a poll of you guys for different things. And uh, right now, there's a poll up right now asking, "What was your first Star Trek?" Well, it could be whatever the one. Clint and I, we know who that we know what ours is, don't we, Clint? I mean, it was the original series. I did oh, not yeah. put the animated series. I did not put that on there, Clint. I forgot. But if it was the animated series. Um, well, we'll just wrap that into TOS. How about that? But um, so that'll be out there throughout, and I'll let you all know that there's there's going to be what we got. Where's where's everybody? Where's we got anybody new? Everybody new? Everybody uh, new? Tal is here, but he's in chat right now. Oh, he's in chat right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, Sub Commander Tal is in the house. That's great. Okay, so uh, that's what we'll do. Um, we'll throw some questions at you. What will happen though? If you heard the show, um, I'll do the intro of the show. Lucas and I will chat for just a moment, but I want to make this very clear. We've had 10 <laughs> plus hours of to talk about what we think about all this stuff. So I'm really a lot more interested in what you guys have to say. We'll, of course, participate and throw prompts and that kind of thing. But don't let us Bigfoot the conversation. I really want to hear what you guys think. And I know I know Lucas does, too. Lucas, anything else before we get rolling? Uh, no, I think you covered okay. it. Wait, I got a message here in the chat. All right. Hey, Lucas. I wanted to yeah. show Okay. Well, I'm a uh, oh. Uh, oh, you got the plaque. Oh, that's so cool. Nice. Yeah, Very I heard nice. you. Uh, yeah, again, I was texting you guys while I was listening to it because I know you weren't live, but anyway. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love those plaques. Uh, if you can, if anybody can round one up, they're totally worth it. Um, and they're pretty, I don't know what they're worth now, but they in the past have been pretty reasonably priced uh somewhere around 25 bucks a pop uh i have i have uh the original enterprise i have enterprise d and i have Inter an enterprise a uh plaque they also they also made they made a voyager plaque and i think a defiant plaque and maybe an e i'm not for sure uh, but yeah those are really really fun you don't have the discovery one 
Yeah, I have that one, unfortunately. Oh. That must have been a gift, right, Clint? Yep. <laughs> was, it a, was it a dirty Santa? Or? No, it was a granddaughter's thing. Grandpa likes Star Trek, so. It, oh, well, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah that's anything. okay. That's We've all sweet. been there, right? Yeah. We've mm-hmm. all been there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. was going to guess it was a gift from uh, your brother, Alex, but. No, I don't think he'd spend the postage on that. No, no I'm pretty cheap. I'll, I'll put it that way. Okay. Well, look, uh, there's people here. So there are some people might be just lurking and listening. Is that right? So that's cool. Um, but we're going to get started. Don't forget to do the polls in the chat. I'll remind you throughout the, uh, the thing. Any questions before we get started? Uh, oh, last thing. Um, this will not be sent up to YouTube right away. It'll be next week at some point, but I'll, I'll I'll make sure you guys follow me on Twitter and stuff and you'll I'll let you know. Any other questions? Anybody have any questions before we get going? All righty. Let me do the voodoo I do here. Hang on a second. Hey, everybody, welcome to Trek Takes Live, a special edition of Mysterious Goings On. I'm Alex Greenwood. We're here with my uh, my fellow red shirt, uh, Lucas Hardwick. Uh, how you doing, Lucas? I'm doing good. It's 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 great to be here on a Saturday night when I don't have, it's not a school night. I don't have to try to cram this in and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth, man. Uh, although I've made my, my wife a Trek widow yet again on a Saturday, uh, although usually it's a Thursday nights. Although I, I she did kind of say to me, so you're, you're kind of done with this on the Thursday night thing. And I'm like, yeah, you'll get me back. And I think she was kind of shuddering a little bit. A little thinking, disappointed. Oh, yeah, because she wanted to watch <laughs> the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel without me making catty remarks. So, you know, we're going to have to do what we yeah. can do. We're going to have to do what we can do. But ladies and gentlemen, listeners and viewers, you are listening and watching. Hopefully you're watching. If you're a subscriber, you're watching this um, sooner than the rest of the world, just a day or two sooner. You're paying that buck 99. I make sure you get a value out of you it. Get your, you get your every penny's worth. You're going to get every penny's worth. and uh, But then it, it'll be on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, hello, hello from the past. Tell us how is the future. Anyway, the point being, we're doing uh, Trek Takes. We're going to talk about the season finale of, uh, well, the whole series of season three of Star Trek Picard and other Star Trek topics and then whatever else is on the minds of our wonderful guests we have here today. Um there, I don't want to like dox them or anything like that. I can just say though that we've got a great group of guests, and and uh, I don't know, we'll kind of be free flowing about this. But I thought before we introduce and say hello to our guests real quick, you know, again, we're not going to embarrass anybody. But Lucas, it's been a few days since the finale. Yep. Mm-hmm. You literally watched this at what time of day or uh, when did you? Watch it? I watched this uh, when I got up at two thirty in the morning before I went to work. Uh, oh. When I watched it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it sounds crazy. It sounds insane uh which is the same thing uh but i really don't mind starting my day out with something like that because it's before my brain has been polluted with the uh you know the uh crappiness of work and and all the other things that distract me throughout the day so it's nice to to uh, be able to absorb uh entertainment before you know you get started so it was it's it's been it's been pretty good. I did watch it twice. Uh, I think I finished it up today uh this for the second time. Uh but yeah, that's that's the time of day I've been watching Picard the last 10 weeks. 
Well, let me ask you this, though. I, I usually catch it on my lunch hour, my lunch break uh, on Thursdays is when I normally get to it. And I was going to ask you, have your initial feelings since we recorded the, that uh, Thursday night uh, final or episode of Trek Takes, has anything changed? Have, have you softened uh, on it? <laughs> I, no, I haven't really softened on it, but I, 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 I'm, I'm, I think I'm done talking about Captain Picard for a while. <laughs> <laughs> simply uh, because we've been doing this for 10 weeks is that well that well there's it's been a lot of star trek the next generation stuff between us watching it and thinking about it all day because I, like i said i'll start my day with it and then i've got to think about it all day before i can even talk about it so then i talk about it at night you know and then i watch it again i've watched every episode twice and then of course my twitter feeds just covered up in it and, and i loved i loved season three picard i really enjoyed it i just you know it's uh you know just you know a little break era uh, from Picard will be nice uh, for a little bit. I'll watch it again, and I'll probably buy the set when it comes out. You know, yeah, um, I yeah. would be. I would really love to watch it one without the ads, those damn Paramount ads that I'm paying yeah. for. Uh, uh, and it'd be fun to watch it kind of on a binge too, just to see how a, how a ten hour bottle show works. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I I'd like. To, I'd say this, and I'm going to throw it open to all of our great guests here. I think that really what we got here. Um, wasn't really a miniseries to me. We got a couple of pretty decent movies out of this deal. Um, I think the first three to four episodes were actually a really tight little good movie, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. that initial bite. And then uh, we had a little interstitial and then we went into what I think, you know, the last couple of three episodes was another little good movie you know mm -hmm. um so anyway but you know i'm with you i've got other things to watch uh, i i think we're gonna have a new for all mankind coming up in the next few months or so i'd like to watch that and get yeah season definitely that but, but anyway but let's throw it up and we've got uh, we've got guests here folks and we're gonna throw questions out to our guests just say your first name if you want to say where you're from great if you don't don't that's okay just just identify yourself at least the first couple of times you speak that'd be great your first name uh, i'm gonna throw it out to you guys how how did everybody feel just and just whoever wants to answer how did everybody feel thursday when you first saw it and then how do you feel now after the fifth time you've probably watched it since then or, or whatever or not whatever everybody's had some sleep since then let's go who wants to talk about it i'll jump in here go for um, it all right um i have only seen it one time uh and i think i need some time before i watch it again it's fine i think I enjoyed it, you know, um, but I didn't love it. Um, I felt like everything that I had seen uh, in the episode I've seen before in mm. some form. And I, I think I you're think right I about that. Go back and, I want to go back and kind of watch it all again as one piece later okay. after, yeah. I, after I take some time off. And that was Mugatu, everybody. That was Chad. Oh, yeah, who was sorry. The, you're you on Twitter. It's okay to give out your handle. You want to give that yeah, out real yeah. quick? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Chad, a.k.a. The Undiscovered Mugatu, and sometimes um, Jessica Von Puttermaker. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, That's and by the way. Uh, secret identity. Now, by the way, Pete Potwistle said he was going to do this. He's not here yet. I don't know where the hell he is, but um, he was the other up. guy who said he was going to be here. So we'll keep an eye on him for him. Okay, great. Anybody else? Who's next? <laughs> are we, we going to have to do roll call? Or are we going to have to call names? <laughs> Anybody's welcome to go. Oh, Hi, everyone. It's uh, Jason McIntyre. Um, I was just going to say, Alex, I think maybe after the first or second episode, probably the second episode, eight weeks ago 
I remember messaging you and telling you something along the lines of, I don't know if you remember this, but this is the first show just after the first two episodes that I actually want to watch week to week. Uh, and I haven't watched much week to week in probably six or eight years. Uh, mm -hmm. I usually wait, you know, if it's, if a show that I like is weekly, I kind of stockpile or wait until a season is out. And then I kind of, I don't binge, but I will watch say one a night for 12 episodes or whatever. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm drawn into this Picard season three. I'm going to go week to week and I'm going to end. And partly because of that, you had promised to do this, uh, this podcast, the Trek takes. And I wanted to, I wanted to do that live each week too. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, it was, I don't know. Uh, you know, Lucas was on the show. He's a uh, film critic and a writer. And uh, you've been on the show, actually, Jason, a couple of times. Right, Jason, I'm not going to embarrass him, but he is a writer. He's a very, oh, very awesome. good. Awesome. He's an incredibly good thriller writer um, of some repute. Um, but he, he's been on. And uh, Lucas and I were just talking, and uh, he was looking forward to it. And he's a big trekker. And I said, well, you know, well, maybe we ought to do a little little fun little bit here. And he, he was instantly sorry. He said yes. But you know what? <laughs> It seemed to work out, and it was good. I think uh, I think there's a lot you can say about the power of podcasting. It's and the power of social media, which is on the good side, brought all of us together tonight, which is mm -hmm. great. Who else? Who else had some just? And it, you could well broaden my question if you want. Who, who who just like Jason? How did you feel about the show in general? And let me know. Dude, now that you've had some time to digest it, how did you feel when it first came out? How do you feel now? I'll jump in there. Hey. Uh, Clint Greenwood, I'm from uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, again, I've known Alex for his whole life, I guess. Literally. I've, I've, I've had that burden, I guess you could say. Uh, <laughs> no, well, I, I am uh, one of those guys, and I'll just be quite honest, I've been with Trek since uh, the beginning, and anytime I can get my hands on Trek, I'm there. Um, I'd have to echo what J-Mac just said about you know, not necessarily binging it. I've gone back and already rewatched the the finale. Saw that again this uh, this morning. I watched it obviously when it came out. Uh, but one of the things that I, you know I'd look at is I was I I couldn't wait for the next episode. Um, you know, I've, I've lived through the good and through the bad when it comes to the types of trek that's out there. And and Alex would give me a hard time because you know I'm the one who actually will say that you know. I'm okay with bad Trek with, than without Trek. So I try to find uh, the good stuff in there. But well, I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt, but I call you a test pattern Trekkie because you'll just, <laughs> if it says, if, if the test pattern's a Delta, you know, I, a, I'm kind of with you on that because I will, I will go see, I will go check it out. And if it's bad, I won't continue to, but I will check it out if it's Star Trek. So, yeah. And, and that's just me. I mean, there, you know, you never know. Sometimes you will find a hidden gem. Um, you know, you know, we we got off on uh, Strange New Worlds. I mean, <laughs> there's some things I'm agreeing, and then there's other things I'm saying. No, yeah, man. there's things I, I I like. I, I, we were just talking about that. How like I saw I was I was really wanting to watch the second season just to see if it was gonna you know thrill me any better. But I saw the teaser and I'm like I don't know. Oh, uh, I see. Uh, Sub Commander Tal has chimed in over here. He says it was fun seeing these actors perform briefly on a set like the one from their heyday. The story and their overall tone was not my favorite, but that's okay. It did hold my attention from week to week, but no modern Trek has been able to do. I think you're. I think that's some great, uh, great points you make there, Tal. Um, uh, definitely, it has. It's probably the, the modern Trek. It's it's the best that's been. Um, 
the tone, you know, the tone was pretty dark throughout, which is kind of uncharacteristic for Star Trek. But I think, I think it's, I think it was dark and I'll shut up and let somebody else talk in a second. I feel like it, maybe it was dark on, it, it stayed dark on purpose because Discovery and all that stuff is leading up to it, except for maybe Strange New Worlds has been pretty dark. Uh, and I think that works to the end when you bring in the enterprise crew on the D and this kind of this warm, bright beacon of, of hope at the end of this darkness. Uh, so I think it kind of works to that effect to uh, accentuate our heroes at the end of the, at the end of the season. That's just my two cents. Anyway, I can pass the ball on now. You all have heard me talk for 10 weeks. Lucas. Hey, what, what do you think? What do you think accounts for this darkness? Because it's for me. It seemed to start in the the next generation movies. Yeah, the mm-hmm. tone yeah. and, and just sure. even the, the color color colorization on set on the bridge. It just, yeah. it just went dark. Yeah, and it seemed to do that, and then that seemed to go away in movies and television, and then the Marvel movies and the superhero mm-hmm. stuff kind of brought that back with with the Dark Knight and stuff. That, yeah, and now yeah. yeah, it's definitely the palette for. I think every you know, design. dark and gritty's been kind of the name of the game in entertainment blockbuster stuff for for a long time. Um, and you know, I, I come and go with it. I get tired of seeing dark and gritty. Um, that's why I was Star Trek. That's why it seems uncharacteristic for Star Trek to go so heavy with that. Yeah. Uh, I do think DS9 went to some dark places toward the end, but not not so much visually dark as <laughs> as sure. these new Trek shows have been. Uh, but it does definitely play with some darker themes. Um, and I, I think obviously we start in a dark place with with Picard, and it just stays stays dark till the end. So I I agree with you, and I think I think cinema has influenced all that. And and I don't know, I don't know where it would start. I don't know where you you go back and start with that. Um, it just seems to be a, have been a trend over the last thirty years or so. Yeah, Clint, can I ask you a question? Sure. Is that one of the things that I mean? You discovered the original series when you were a kid. And it was, you know, very optimistic about the future, right? Um, I think the original series, there was no currency. Maybe there isn't any currency whatsoever in in any track. I'm not deep enough in the lore to know that. There's, but... there's gold press latinum. Oh, okay. On D Space Nine, yeah. Okay. But yeah. but is that some of the things that are nostalgic for you, Clint, about about Trek? Is this optimism and this brightness and that yeah, sort of thing? Yeah, I, I would have to say that's that's right there with her. Um, I would, it sounds, uh, I don't know if it may be a little self-serving, I don't know, but it, when you start thinking about that, uh, I've made a comment to, to my wife a couple of times is that, that whenever I feel like I'm just a little bit bummed out about something and she can tell because all of a sudden next thing she realizes I'm on Paramount Network and I'm watching Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, for, I'm looking for that. But when, you know, to, to, to speak to what Lucas was talking about, the the dirty down and dirty dark and gritty and stuff um i think that you know it has gotten away from from the days of uh tos and even uh, even when next generation come out when uh, roddenberry's still at the helm you know it was rainbows and roses and everything but now in order to grasp that we have to give the give the people the uh the the public something they're looking for and that is showing that we can overcome insurmountable odds I mean, how many of us were sitting there watching it by the, you know, we know where it was going by the eighth episode and we're sitting there going, okay, how the hell are they going to get out of this? Right. Actually, uh, I, I knew it from the first episode. I just want to point out. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I did, by the you, way, you I did props on the seven of nine. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll say this. Can I, can I just uh, amplify, Clint, what you said? And I don't want to be a downer, but like, you know, Clint and I, Clint's a was firefighter and we both from Oklahoma City and we were both, he, he weighed more than me, but around when there was a terrorist attack in 1995 and he was on scene and I was at the hospital working. Um, Clint, you know, I was doing those 16 to 24 hour shifts at the hospital just forever, right? I, I remember when I finally begged off a night after about 10 days and I went home and I turned on channel 25 and I watched Deep Space Nine and it was just thank God I can get out of this horrible reality I'm in right now. And so and it's funny you say this because my wife knows when I'm down, if she comes in and finds me even semi binging any Star Trek. Well, okay, not any. I don't. I don't love Voyager. Sorry, uh, but if I'm watching any Star Trek or a Mash rerun, she's like, he's getting the medicine he needs, you know. And there's something to be said for that. There really mm. is. There really is. And I did not. I want to tell you this right now. I did not. I'm not. This is not a criticism uh, session, but and I did not find that in the first two seasons of Picard. I found it very painful to watch in a lot of ways. So, uh, but uh, this to me is returned to form, and I found it entertaining and and satisfying and jason i appreciate the question that's a great question that is a good question yeah and it's a question i mean it, it kind of this is something me and my my friends here in town talk about quite a bit how everything's just so dark and gritty all the time the dc universe is doing it to death and it's it's always trust star trek's always been refreshing that it it didn't really do that you know yeah um, um Oh, by the way, uh, Sub Commander said that Blade Runner aesthetic cast a long shadow. Literally, he is so right. And uh, oh boy, I'm getting some 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 hate. Oh, you're here getting some flack here about the oh, Voyager, you know? Oh, so if, if you guys aren't looking at the chat, you need to be looking at the chat. Is that, what's his name? What was that that's guy's a, name? Have Mage? I think that's have Phaser, isn't it? That's Cola. That's oh, oh you the picture, yeah, from uh, the, the Kazon, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, well, I know it's have Phaser though. Yeah. I'm the sorry, other thing wait. that made me think about it was. When we talked about how everything seems so dark on the set, I just remember that one line where they took over the uh, the Voyager, well, sorry Voyager, and then said, "Can we turn on the lights in here?" You know, because <laughs> I remember that one. Just, just kind of poking fun at themselves. So that's immediately what made me think of color. And so I love that. And you know, can I? You, you did what? I'm sorry. What? I, I'm I'm in the middle of Voyager. Believe it or not, I've never. Oh, okay completely i'm watching it with the mission log guys and um yeah no i'm i'm also watching like stargate one over and it's mm. like i'd rather watch this i mean it's really just i don't know what happened to it it just got so so incredibly stale and hung up on um you know the same old things and mm. oh I, I think so and you know one last thing i i, I do want to say about the the look and the feel um do you guys remember the, the only honestly i've said this to lucas i've I think I don't think I've said Clint. If I've said it to you, forgive me. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, Lucas. If you've heard me talk too much, that's your problem. Uh, but I, <laughs> he always tells me I'm too long-winded. Anyway, but too late. Um, the one thing I did like about Generations that film was how beautifully, sh uh, beautifully uh, shot the the Enterprise D bridge was, particularly around the Amagosa uh, Observatory. And do you remember when that light came through and the on the bridge, how well lit it was? And I thought that it was, was almost like a sunrise or something. Yeah, gorgeous, just mm -hmm. gorgeous. And I mean, the, visually, Generations was just like yeah, beautiful wow. on the on wow. the ship. You know, they made the they made the inside of those the Picard's quarters with the sun coming through like that. That was just yeah, a, yeah wonderful. Yeah, and I was never a big fan of the fat one, but 
but at that movie, I was starting to love it. And then what happens? They wreck the damn thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, apparently there are there are second chances in the world of Star Trek. Uh, I, I have a reminder in the chat. If you haven't taken the poll, we're going to launch a new poll in a couple of minutes. But if you haven't answered the poll, it is what is your first Star Trek? The first one that introduced you to the show. We've got another poll coming in a minute. We'll uh, we'll talk about that in a second. I'm going to throw this question out. I am really, really interested to hear what you guys think about this. So this will be, again, a grab bag. Whoever wants to go after it. Um, um, and you quiet folks, if you don't want to chat, you know, talk, talk, you can always chat and type it in. Everybody's got their comfort level. And we want to keep it there. Um, I'm curious if anybody thought there was an MVP in the whole season. There Was there a character that, that surprised you or you just you just were like when they weren't on screen, you're like, where are they? Was there anybody have an MVP? I have one. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to throw it out to whoever. Go. Uh, for me, I mean, it's Riker. I mean. I think, uh, or maybe even more so, um, Frakes himself. Um, and well, I had the opportunity to tell him that face to face at Galaxy. Oh, tell us, tell us, uh, tell everybody, tell everybody. Uh, well, you know, you just uh, you 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 know, you pay your thirty dollars for a selfie. That's all it really was. <laughs> um, been there, I've been I, there. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, with him, yeah. Uh, I had actually run into him at an airport about six years ago, um, and just walked up to him because we have the same birthday. And I was, and he, he, he was incredibly nice, incredibly kind, and, and talked to me. And this is before Discovery came out. Oh, we've got to we. You get hung up a little bit, to, buddy. He was so he was so nice. Um, uh, she was just a baby, um, but uh, she was with me that day when we went to GalaxyCon, and he sang it to her again, which was really cool of him. That's um, awesome. But uh, yeah, I think he, he brought, um, he was like a ray of sunshine, you know, I think with with Pi- uh, Picard sort of like doddering a little bit for a while anyway, except yeah. he came into his own and none of the other characters really shown up yet. He was there and he was being himself, I felt, except for that one moment when he tells Picard to get the F off his bridge or whatever. And I'm right. Like, Re- remove yourself. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a that was a little uncharacteristic, I thought, and I thought that was maybe playing up a red herring. Um, now that I look back on it, um, what, what red herring would that be? Uh, red herring that he was Tom Riker. Tom Riker. <laughs> yeah, if you listen to the show, that was my big theory. I was totally wrong. Oh, I was with you too for a long Tom time. Riker, are we? I was with you because that felt so crazy, and they sort of just wiped it away the first scene of the next episode. They're like, oh, you know, sorry, I was about you know, it's like, what really? Okay, all right. Other than it was that. a little different, wasn't it? Yeah. But so you thought, so I'll just say it just to amplify that because I'm sure I know we've got other MVPs here. Uh, I, Riker was mine too. I came to miss him when he wasn't on screen. Um, I have characters I don't, don't particularly care for uh, that are on there, but I'm not going to go there, but I'm just saying that like there was, there was, when they come on, I'd kind of be like checking my watch and I found myself going, I wonder what Riker's doing right now. I mean, you know, is he, is he, did he bring his uh, bone Rassie. on the ship? <laughs> yeah. Was he on, playing his bone on the ship? Did, I didn't say that, by the way. You did. Um, all right. Hey, and we've got hey, it just from the chat. Um, Sub Commander says, Worf was my MVP. He felt the most like the same character from TNG, he says. He had evolved, but still had a continuity with his previous self. He adds, he adds, Riker was also great. Actually, I think Patrick Stewart was the weak link, to be honest. Jeez, hmm. check out the 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 phaser two on Tal tonight. Yeah. 
as some, some stuff. Who, who has something to say about either one of those? I, 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 I liked war. And again, going all the way back to TNG, and it's funny because Alex and I will have some of the same conversations about it. Um, I remember watching him getting the crap kicked out of him about every other episode he was on. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought he was a Klingon. And Worst maybe I Klingon was ever. Yeah, but maybe I was one of the few that when he did um, come on to Deep Space Nine and I watched how he grew and he finally became the badass that he needed to be, pardon me, but then we can continue to see that growth yeah. and where he is in Picard. Uh, again, he, he, is the, he is the Klingon now that I saw um, that I always thought that he could be. I know it's weird. We're talking about a fictional character. But right. it was a person or the as a being where he grew into. And don't get me wrong, yes. I, I I pretty much feel like that Jonathan Frakes carried the l big load of this this uh series this this and season. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I think uh, did he not direct two episodes? Mm -hmm. He did. He did. And I two, I have, two of the earlier ones, like three and four. If uh, yeah, I think it was yeah three and four. I think you're right. Yeah, and those were really good episodes. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. in my view um i have to kind of agree with tal about patrick stewart but i think my 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 view of patrick stewart was sullied by the fact that he had so much influence in the first two seasons and i had this thought today i'm like how can you be involved with basically one character for 35 years and be so out of touch uh that you don't know what your audience um requires from it you know what i mean i get that he 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 didn't want it to be a type, but um, it's you're on a Star Trek show, dude. You know what I mean? Um, I just that that just is very telling to me about Patrick Stewart. If you haven't read the LA Times article interview with him, he, and it's a really good interview, and he's and he's really very pleasant in the interview. But it just is telling to me because he, he talks a little bit about some of his demands when he came on Picard, and it's just very telling to me that he is kind, really kind of out of touch with some of that and it's surprising to me uh after being connected with that character for so long can i can i speak to that there Luke? Mm -hmm. please please yeah. uh, jason mcintyre again um I've, I've seen a few interviews with patrick stewart and i i get where he's coming from where he says i'm not the same actor i'm not the same man i'm not the same husband i was 30 years ago i get that i mean i'm a little younger than patrick stewart uh but i'm not the same person i was 20 20 years ago but i'm not so drastically different and i don't think most people become as drastically different as jean-luc became in season one and season two yeah the card versus the next generation mm -hmm. movies versus right. the next generation series um so i i would almost agree with sorry whomever it was who said that jean-luc is maybe the weak link of season it three. was uh tau because i tau yeah okay um I might agree with that to a degree, but it was, but the character was brought back more in line. Like, I think you're right about like that. Terry Metalis did a reset on a lot of stuff. Like mm -hmm. we could probably go on just on, on that topic of the reset, but his resetting of the Jean-Luc character to, to kind I, of mitigate back to. Yeah. I, I you think you remember you're, from this, the, the, the next generation series. I think you're, you're right about that. And it, it, because I, I just say that mainly I'm speaking about, 
Picard from the first two seasons. I thought this last, because me and Alex have talked about this, how Picard was just so feeble and kind of dim-witted the first two seasons. I'm like, who is this? Uh, and then he brings it back in the last the last season, especially the last few episodes. You really you really see him take take command. There's moments where in the conference room where it's like it's it reminds me of Picard from 30 years ago. And, uh, and you know, I'm like, this is kind of the way, you know, I imagined him as an older man. Um, so, yeah, I think you're right about that. Sure. Agree. Agree. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm going to freely admit I didn't even bother watching season two of Picard. I just skipped it entirely. <laughs> I kind of just and had I it, skipped on, the it Alex, on your on your words. You said, don't bother. I'm trying to be all, you know, all uh, high minded here. No, I always I listen him. to you, Alex. Always. Uh, you hear me, but you don't listen to me. Oh, no. Oh, but I'm just down. saying I. I'm just saying, though, that I, I don't think you were hurt by it. Um, although if you really like, you know, car chases in L.A., you missed out. Um, but but, you know, I I found myself really missing the, the gravitas that there was something about Jean-Luc Picard on that bridge. Right, guys. And he just wasn't. And I, look, we all get older. We all do. We all, and we all, none of us are that old. I know that. And But eventually, God willing, we're all going to get there, right? And we're not going to have the same physical presence. I get that. But it just seemed like the first two seasons were a lot of navel gazing that were really imported. It, it threw Cannon out the window. And it was imported from Patrick Stewart's personal life. And I get that. I, I write some books and I've got characters that I, I use a lot of stuff for my life in this thing. But but there's a point when it it's no longer serving the story and it's just self-indulgence. And that was, I yeah. think, what what I saw here. And I, I just was like, why? And, and it was just drudgery and, and, and kind of stupid. So um, that's just my opinion. Uh, but I, I think that uh, MVP wise, I'm not hearing a lot of people who are saying that he was. Um, I guess I won't do the actual poll now. I'm just kidding. I'm doing another poll, by the way, un, untitled poll number two here. No, I mean, Trek takes poll two. It's coming right up. By the way, I'll, I'll tell you the results of the first poll, but anybody else wants to speak to this issue, please go right ahead while I'm I was finishing gonna, this poll up. I wanted to ask Lucas a little bit. I mean, again, okay. self-proclaimed, I watched one at season one and two and suffered through went the stuff, but do you think that there's a possibility, um, and one of the episodes comes to mind, I can't remember which one it was, but when they were going to beam down and he was dressed like a kind of like a pirate guy and he was speaking. Oh, yeah, they went in disguise, yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah. my gosh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my good dude. I see, I see the pain in your face. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a pirate. If you need to have some self, you know, you got to have some sort of, uh, you know, talk you down off the ledge. I'm like, okay, I hope you're happy with yourself, Patrick Stewart. This is the... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I wonder, is there a possibility? And and I did. I feel like I read something where Sir Patrickster said that uh, you know he wanted to flesh out the character. And I remember reading it, thinking, does he not realize that that character is not two dimensional? I um, mean, he seemed to think he was. But do you think there's a possibility that it had to get out there because he was not surrounded by his crew, and his crew was able to take care of him? That's where I feel like in this season three, Matthias had a better had a, a better ensemble to use to it. And, and I'm not knocking the, the other ones. Cause I thought a lot of those, there were several people in the first two seasons that I really liked. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if maybe that, I know you as a writer and screenwriter, maybe that's something to think about. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good point uh, that once Picard surrounded himself with people, you're saying once Picard surrounded himself with people, he was familiar with that, 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 that made him uh, 
gave him more dimension. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right about that, because uh, the whole thing's about family. And this is this, you know, that, as he said, a billion times over the Enterprise crew was his family, you know, and uh, and, you know, as viewers, we all felt out of place watching season one and two, you know, because he he wasn't surrounded by family. You know, it was it was alien. It was foreign. It was weird. It was like I said, almost like a late night syndicated sci fi show. Um so uh, it certainly wasn't Star Trek, you know, and I think that's, again, exactly. I think you're right about that, Clint. I agree 100%. That's good stuff. Uh, by the way, the, the second poll is out. Uh, the results of the uh, first poll, uh, Trek Takes Poll, what was your first Star Trek show? And I didn't get to vote because I put it in there, but it was TOS. Uh, TOS wins this one by uh, in, a, in, a, in a walk. Uh, TNG getting... Fourteen uh, percent. Uh, well, really about twelve percent, I guess. Um, and that was it. So everybody, we're we're all pretty well OGs here. So the next poll, if you're if you have a minute, while there's maybe you're tired of listening to me talk, you can go take this poll. And it's uh, what's your favorite what's your favorite track? And I even included the original the animated series in there. So uh, um, you know, it's it's a it's a tough choice, I'm sure, for a lot of people because I have I kind of have a couple of favorites, but I, I you got to pick one. So all right, all right. All right. Next, next thing I want to throw out there. So we talked about MVPs and we've talked about the the general direction of the show. Um, one reason I'm glad I, I'm glad we waited to do this show a couple of days after kind of the dust had cleared a little bit. Um, there's a lot of encomiums going on out there. There's a whole lot of superlatives being thrown around. Um, does anybody believe this is? I believe it's one of two things, and I wonder what you guys think. Is this? Definitely the best track ever. It's got to be the future track. It's got to look like this. Or is this just one of the best victory laps ever taken in the history of the franchise? Discuss. Go ahead. It's it's the best track that I've seen in 15, 20 years since DS9. And I didn't see all of DS9. I loved what I oh. saw, but I, I, just, I just didn't just because of life. Uh, so for me, it's the it's the best 10 episodes of Trek versus even versus movies uh, since then. Hmm. So I, I think in some cases, some people might say it's too little too late um, because it is as good as as at least first contact, which was probably the last really good Star Trek movie. Um, I, I personally think, uh, but we've had a lot of Star Trek in between. That's not been great. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, if you were to erase all that, you know, I think you could, uh, I guess, consecutively, if you if you paired this season of Picard up to, if you paired it up right next to First Contact, I think you got a nice, smooth transition into greatness, you know. But we've had a lot of bad Star Trek in between to sully our, our taste uh, and make us a little more cynical, I feel like, uh, about it. Uh, Clint's, Clint's opinion notwithstanding, I respect that, that you that you'll watch it all. I do. I mean, there's certain things that I'll watch that I'll watch it all too. So, um, yeah, yeah. For me, for me, Trek isn't, isn't that thing. I mm -hmm. will watch everything to start, but, uh, I think I watched two episodes of discovery and let it go. Mm -hmm. You, well, did, you did yourself but, a favor, but everybody yeah, can have their, myself. their view. I punish myself and watch every single thing, uh, as a, as a, I don't know, closet completist, um, just to know, just to know what's out there hope hope maybe this will be good um mm -hmm. 
and I, you know, I was thinking about that. How does, how does the season compare? Um, I, I do have a soft place in my heart for enterprise. I know it's yeah God's issues, but I find it, I feel like enterprise comes from a, comes from a good place. With mm-hmm. good and I feel like a lot of trick after that didn't, but I feel like this season does, this might be the first season that really does come from a play, a good place. And I think there's a, there's a continuity there because Metallus worked on those old shows and he's actually the first one who is working on these shows, these new shows that did, you know, mm-hmm. so there is a continuity there. There's a contiguous, you know, he can connect mm-hmm. himself to Roddenberry really. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it was perfect, obviously, but it's, it's more in line with those old shows. So I, I, for me, I don't think it's as good as first contact. I would give it like an insurrection. Okay. Um, you know, it definitely its highest points. I would think mm-hmm. it can reach there, but sure. Again, its highest points look like something I've already seen before. But, well, but I think I, you're absolutely right because it, it plays to kind of what I, I mean. I agree because that's kind of what I was saying that it's 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 the spirit of Star. It has the spirit of Star Trek. You yeah, know, yeah, uh, which which I think was not present in, in in a lot of other Star Trek that's going on. So now what's what's funny too, Chad, is you talk about a soft spot for Enterprise. I have a yeah. soft spot for Star Trek Continues. I mean, I oh, I yeah. I love that how they oh, yeah. just let's stick to the set, let's stick to the costumes, the types of stories, the practical effects, you yeah. know, and bringing back some of these old characters. And of course, some of these actors we know from other universes and, and things like that. And so I, I know, you know, because now when you compare that to Discovery, even the first season of Discovery and they're like, computer, make me, you know, do my taxes, you know, computer, take a shit for me. And, and it's like, no, that didn't happen in TOS. It was computer calculate, you know, yeah. How, how much my mortgage is going to cost in 40 years or something like that. It was, you know, but it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't, you know, that, that internet of things control everything. Yeah. And um, that kind of, that sounds petty, but that drove me nuts. It's sort of like, this is supposed to be 10 years. Okay. I can understand the oh, sets yeah. are different. The costumes are different, but no, we are doing things that did not happen in TOS yeah, yeah. or 10 years before in the cage or menagerie or something like that. Absolutely. And yeah, so it's funny because I, I I made a comment the other day about, you know, oh well, Discovery is only get getting five seasons. No, it's really four seasons because one of those was, you know, uh proto Strange New Worlds, you know, <laughs> which yeah, was yeah. the only good <laughs> disco. And then it kind of went back and it's like, okay. And, and no, I haven't even I haven't even watched the last season of, of Disco. I just thought I'll finish that when I finish, you know, rewatching Twilight Zone or something like that on Paramount. But um, yeah, <laughs> so honest. And then another thing too, I just want to point out too is I will take all this new track and all these, you know, uh, multiple episodes and even the cliffhangers and everything over what we've been seeing in the theaters. Um, you know, with the lens flare and 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 the, you know. The, J.J. Abrams to, uh, kind of de- uh, directs it like uh, Tim Burton. Everything's a um, a spoof. Let's let's pay homage to everything else, and you know, too much of that. And I, you know, I haven't been impressed with the movie. It's great to see, you know, Leonard Nimoy when he was still around. It was oh, man. some of that yeah. stuff was nice, but overall, um, just so much of it feels like uh, they're just kind of 
uh, oh, and don't talk to me about Chekhov, you know, and the accent and, you know, oh, you know, I hated that part. Oh, yeah. So I, I yeah. would track any day. I mean, I don't care if there's going to be a new movie or something like, yeah, I'll probably go see it, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I have to admit, I was very excited when the, the they announced that movie. I thought, oh, this will be fun. This will be. And, I, you know, I, I, I will say the first one, I did enjoy it. Um, uh, but it's not something that I'm. I, I go back to it's not something that I really even count as as Star Trek. I, what I what I thought though, what what made me dislike it, come to dislike it, is how they botched the second one. Here they went to all this trouble to go out of their way to create a whole separate timeline. They could have done anything they wanted, and they did Star Trek two again. And I'm lost like that sullied the whole thing for me. They, they, yeah, they lost me there. I was willing to go along after the first one. I kind of I enjoyed it. the first. Hey, the first four minutes of that movie. Oh yeah. The Calvin, yeah, that was good. Come on, mm-hmm. and and then I was like, oh, and Nimoy, I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not one of those. I don't, maybe I do, but I don't admit it. But I got teary <laughs> when I saw Leonard Nimoy. My my heart just grew. My little Grinch heart just broke out of the little box and everything. And I was this Leonard freaking Nimoy, you know, and and he was so good in it. So I was like. I'm, you know what? If this is good enough for Lenny, I'm going to do this. I'm going to watch this. And then that second one came out, and I was at the theater, and I stood up, and I, I just got up. And my wife looked at me like, "What?" Because I don't, I would almost rather wet the chair, you know, if I have to go to the restroom during a Trek movie. I won't get up, you know, in the theater. But I just got up, and she goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm going to stretch my legs. I'm pissed off." He was right after Spock yelled Khan, and I was just like, mm-hmm. "This is really dumb." So it pissed me off. But then I saw Star Trek Beyond. And I got to admit, there are parts of that that I, I kind of enjoyed. There were things about that I liked that because they they, they yeah. broke them up into little groups. And it was kind of like, you know, you had the group on the away mission. I, I thought that was kind of fun. But overall, Carl, it was... Carl Urban, come on. Yeah, He's, yeah. Isn't he great? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like when they, he says, well, at least I'm not alone. And then they beam up Spock. Well, that's just typical. I mean, come on. That's a funny line. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's funny. It had moments. It had moments. JJ, I think you guys did one good oh, saying. Go ahead. Turn the lights on. Turn the lights on. He, the he lights did do on. that. Yeah. They yeah. were mm-hmm. lit up by flares, but they were on. That's a great point. That's a really great point. Um, don't forget the, the poll. Want to know what you think? Uh, Subcommitter Tal, back to the Patrick Stewart. Good actors get bored doing the same thing over and over, and Stewart is a good actor, so I don't blame him. Yada, yada, but I think it was too much. I agree with you there, Tal. I agree he did bring it back, but he seemed a bit doddering and ineffective at the beginning. Yeah, uh, so he was, I just want to make sure I saw that. And please look at the chat. Uh, there's other other comments being made and uh, photos like color, which, boy, that's going to just, that's going to haunt my my dreams. Um, but speaking yeah. of color, did anybody think that we were going to see a cameo by Janeway? No. I thought, I thought we might. I thought we might, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jason, you say no, but you're you're shaking your head in a big way. You don't think so? I think I think I I got the feels from this from this uh, season of television from the first episode, and the feels were. I'm not laughing at you. Sorry, I was reading, I was reading the comments. Oh man, Dad, Dad cracks me up. Help me, Spock. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, the, I got go- I got the feels from the very first episode Holy that Terry Metalis was in charge and large. And he was he had a a singular vision towards where he was going to go. And uh, I didn't I didn't think we were going to get I'm surprised we got the the Tuvok cameo. Yes. Yeah, that was I'm very surprised at that, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Okay, something was up with his ears, right? I mean, Tuvok's ears are not that far from his head. (laughs) They did change his ears. They've got that new makeup gig with the 
Vulcaneers. It's weird. It's been weird in these new Star Treks. I agree. Oh, so that's I guess that guys. That's why I was asking. Didn't you expect to see Janeway? But we saw Tuvok. Yeah. Now, now Kate Mulgrew is obviously involved in the franchise. Yeah. So I just was, what, what what's going on here? You know, the mm-hmm. they dropped they name dropped her, name checked her a couple of times, but we just didn't see her. So I was curious about that. Uh, who who uh, who who was the? Okay, I'll just say it this way. Uh, who else was kind of surprised to see Rolaren show up? Didn't didn't see it coming. Did did yeah. Mugatu, yeah. Did you see it coming, buddy? See what part? Did you see Rolaren coming? Oh. Uh, I did not. I didn't see her coming, and honestly, I didn't see her going either. <laughs> I, I I thought that was fast, and I was like, oh, oh, we're good. Oh, that okay, bad blood. And I, I didn't feel like Picard would have held on to a grudge for that long, but and they resolved it, which I thought was really nice. Um, I felt it left a lot of, you know, like okay, why did she not beam over? We sort of figured that out later. Why why she didn't beam over? I guess. Um, He's froze up again. They try um, to set her up as kind of a, I was like, I'm going to trust everyone, you know, uh, no matter what. Um, I did. I didn't. And it was nice to see her. Uh, it was a surprise. I feel like they had to really backfill that story a lot. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's that thing. It's the way the story is like kind of, it's for me, it was kind of eh, told, but I was really happy to see her. Yeah, I thought okay. she was. I thought she was really cool. By the way, uh, I see the, people aren't seeing the polls. I don't see the poll either, Alex. Uh, I've looked Where'd in the, the bottom. Go? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'll I'll vamp for you while you want to figure that Why don't out. Why you vamp you, while I yeah, um, you vamp, buddy? I agree. I I, I didn't. I I didn't. I I you know when that. I think I thought of her right before that door opened up as she come. I'm like, is this going to be Roe Laren? Yeah. And uh, then there's there she was, and so. Um, but I, it didn't even occur to me till like, I'm like, okay, this is going to be, it just, I just thought of it. I was like, this is gonna be a cameo. Who's this going to be? I'm like, it it might be someone from deep space nine because they've dealt with changelings. Uh, and it occurred to me that, well, maybe it could be Rolaren. Um, I didn't see predict anyone from Voyager coming over because I didn't see anyone from Voyager really being a, a captain of another ship or whatever. Uh, I just didn't even think about that really. Uh, so uh yeah no i agree she was she was a surprise to me and i thought she just had just a great moment for her and as as if i don't know if you guys are i'm sure all you are in glorious trek sports listeners um i really like how they put it she uh she kind of had to go you know um it was a nice way to to uh show what was at stake using her uh so i thought that was really really nice well, can, can i interrupt this vamping for mm-hmm. a second folks so when you look down here and it says does it say polls and, and quizzes at the bottom next to share screen or pause stop recording not I anymore think- it did earlier but it doesn't now not anymore not anymore it was but not anymore i still get chills when i see that it's so what happened to it that's weird yeah that is weird so, yeah, Ray says they saw the first one, but not the second one. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I thought it was Terry Hatcher for a minute. That's all. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what, she's well, Kmart uh, Terry Hatcher. Well, I don't know what to tell you guys. All right, fine. You know what? Whatever. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Okay. I can't figure it out. Um. Well, the question was, what's your favorite uh, track? Uh, and apparently, um, that's not gonna go here. But I don't want to be 
tedious and ask everybody that question over and over, but that's a shame. I can't figure that out. I wonder what happened to everything in, under my, you know, at Starfleet Academy, they did not teach us about Zoom. They just <laughs> didn't. And all I'm really craving is my chicken sandwich and coffee. Mm -hmm. I can't even get that. All right. Um, enough about that. Uh, okay. Hey, it's, uh, we're getting close to about an hour in and we're going to keep this going a little bit longer here. And I know people, if you have to drop out, nobody will be offended or will be hurt. Um, but there's just a few more things we'd like to talk about. I think, um, I'd like to move kind of to, to, um, to let's talk about the baddies a little bit here. Um, and I'm going to just start, I'll just say, you, of course you listen to me again, probably for some of these episodes, that's why you're here tonight. But, um, wasn't thrilled that it was the Borg, but I, I was just like, you know what? Let's just work with it. It's Picard's nemesis. Let him, you know, let him work it, work through it. Um, uh, but I'm curious about Vatic, who uh, seems like we kind of forgot about her pretty quickly, uh, although she was the big bad until she wasn't. Yeah. And I was just curious. Um, anybody have any thoughts about Vatic? Well, uh, I thought... Uh chat here this i thought that man i everyone kept uh putting a lot of praise out there for her uh, uh, the actress um but i was really okay well what's what for okay is she a changeling is she not then we find out she is uh what's with the hand yeah um, that was a mystery it was yeah. like I was like, oh, I can, well, we're going to find out what the, what's up with the hand thing. You know, that'll be amazing. And we're not. We don't. Um, and then she's gone, and that's it. And yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, th I think you... I, I think like she was really that original of a character. I didn't feel that I really... I didn't have an understanding of what her goal was, what she really wanted. I mean, she wanted Jack, but why? Mm -hmm. um, thought it was for herself for some reason or i thought that you know something that she was doing but it obviously it was for the war queen um it just and then when she was gone then then when, when she was gone the changelings were just gone like you never saw them again until like the last episode for like a one snippet where they're beating in and like we caught them but that was it it was like okay all right yeah i i, I agree uh, yeah the, you know that her um i didn't mind her as a bad as a as a villain uh was she original no there's nothing really new there uh what i thought the hand thing was really cool and i thought this i, I thought that was really going to be something i was hoping it because <laughs> i'd seen somebody say something maybe the hand was way the next way and i'm like oh my gosh that was me. I said that, yeah. did I was, you say I, that okay yeah i'm like that would have been so amazing I'm like, that would have been so cool to get Jeffrey Combs. Because Jeffrey Combs, I mean, that would have been probably no problem to bring him back, you know? Seriously, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I guess mean, seriously, the, I, by Grapthar's hammer, <laughs> the, 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 the low the prices. Thank, thank, <laughs> no, the, the savings, thank you. Damn it, I blew it. Uh, he would have been there. He would have been there. Um, yeah, I mean, seriously, because, you know, you're going to talk to the hand. Well, who do you want? You, you want Wayum, right? Mm -hmm. so okay, that I'll, I'll, I'll be here all night folks i i direct you to the chat because i i, I literally glad i wasn't drinking water when tile posted uh that is very good <laughs> star trek the next generation it's so very tired <laughs> again with the board cube which is the this is an update to the simpsons oh, yeah. uh original series uh, <laughs> uh so very and you know and scotty have had probably eaten a few 
plates of haggis too many and that and all that it was pretty funny um okay uh, so i first saw vatic and i posted this uh, a couple no and i saw I, pete potmuscle did it first i saw that but he he it reminded me of the the child uh, catcher from chitty chitty bang bang she looked didn't she you remember mm. anybody i haven't seen that movie since i was like four yeah well it scared me when i was little i remember <laughs> that because he sniffing around and all that but uh yeah but uh anyway anyway um uh andrew he wanted he wanted to throw back going back to the earlier convo the darkness of the set didn't really bother me except i could barely see amanda Plummer's performance there you go yeah oh yeah. um, yeah. uh, but still uh tal you can take credit for being hilarious that was for, for, for bringing it to her who wrote chitty uh, chitty that was ian ian fleming wrote chitty chitty bang bang yeah yep yeah, that's right who, who played the uh the what the Baron von Bomberst or whatever it was. Uh, 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 that would be Gert Frobe, wouldn't it? Who played? Oh, Goldfinger. Uh, I'll take Goldfinger for a thousand, Alex. Yeah. By the way, we should we should do that. We should do a trivia night. We should do it. We should do a trivia night. Oh, that would be that would be fun. Yeah. Um, that'd be yeah, no, so that, that was too easy for you guys. Sorry. <laughs> no, it was worth it. Was good. No, but uh, I thought that I I. I uh, it kind of it's going to lead me to another thing in a minute, but I I, I thought at first I thought what's going on here with this I wasn't sure I didn't get it. Um, who what did you guys think when you kind of got the origin story of why Vatic looked like Vatic? The, the what, anybody I I've heard some criticism of that I thought it was kind of interesting. Her look, you mean? Yeah, why she looked like that? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it. I felt that that was satisfying um why she sort of always went back to that shape um it made me more curious about what all the bird people went back to being birds or whatever yeah. i don't know what that was about um but one thing i you know she 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 killed her um her her torturer with like a spike right she made a, a spike shape right and the whole time I'm like oh man these guys are gonna come out here and start spiking everyone no one spiked again right, right. yeah yeah well they, yeah. they spiked that ball and then that was the end did, did <laughs> speaking speaking of the henchmen though clint did, didn't they remind you at all of dragos's henchmen from jason of star command i mean they just all look <laughs> they they reminded me of the zardoz those masks yeah zardoz sorry clint i cut you off I just no, you know you're right now it's in there now i'm sitting there i'm reading the uh, i'm reading the deals and what daniel put on here because he and i had a couple of the same things come up but yeah he reminds me of the jason the star command stuff and like i said the dragons and whatnot but i'm with daniel i, I got in, in in alex and i had this discussion before i'm like if she's a shapeshifter why is she smoking i mean mm. smoke for a reason i mean so it's, i think alex and i even made the comment i said hey she's smoking just to look even meaner or or what you know she's swearing all the time and mm -hmm. you know that kind of stuff I, I thought, and this is what I was going to ask, was, okay, so we saw how she became who she is. I, I even asked Alex, I said, do you think that she's kind of, uh, I don't know, morphed together with that um, that lab tech or whoever that was that was torturing her? That there was some vestige of her left? Yeah, yeah. It could be. But I, I don't um, do organs. You know, maybe she actually gets something from smoking. You know, she's she's getting a little buzz or whatever. yeah 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 i never really i didn't you know i just honestly I didn't put cigars or something i, I missed it was like little cigarillos on the thing yeah yeah i never really got i never really 
just I never I don't know I guess I never really thought that much about it. Um, Maybe she just likes it. Yeah. Well, she has so few pleasures when she's out talking yeah. to the hand. I mean, did, you know, did guys, gentlemen, and ladies, did we by the the last couple of episodes did we ever establish who or what the hand was? Because I feel like it didn't. It definitely didn't look like the Borg Queen. Didn't sound like the Borg Queen. Was it a Borg? Was it? Was it an, they never spelled an it out. alternate um, personality of Vadix? Like, was it? I don't feel like I remember seeing it. You so. know, I, I, I wonder about that. I was just, I'm just now putting this together. Uh, you make a really good point. Uh, if, if, if the Borg are connected to the Changeling somehow, maybe it could be the Borg Queen. And maybe because they had all this technology to implant borg tech into everybody using the transporter uh maybe yeah it could have maybe it was the borg queen uh because the way the head was shaped and all this junk and then somebody on twitter pointed out that it looked like there was actually a borg attachment on on the face if you looked at it close enough but they didn't spell that out you're right they didn't tell us that and um if if we were supposed to put that together uh we need a little more explanation i feel like i agree with you on that I do on that note, Lucas, I want to, I want to mm-hmm. put this out to everybody. If I could, is this not the best visuals and sound for episodic Trek maybe ever? Like I think I, right I on was, the music, you know, for sure. even as a kid watching the next generation, I was like, eh, that looks like CGI. Eh, that, that looks like this, the, the visual effects on this, I thought uh, I thought I thought the visuals were, were phenomenal. The the music sounded like the score of a of a theatrical release. Like I know you guys talked about this a little bit in the in your regular podcasts, but do you guys agree with that, or am I yeah. like getting old oh, and can't I, see anymore? I totally agree. Uh, just to, I'll speak to the music for just a moment, and I, I'm not. This is not an original comment. I've heard it a lot said, and and um, all of you all are contemporaries in a lot of ways i might be a little older a little younger than some of you i don't know but um we went from star trek the original series that had very distinctive uh, theme music and incidental music and and i mean we can all we all come on we're all at work and somebody pisses you off and the fight music begins in your head admitted okay okay then you got uh the original then you got the animated series and there was just those usual weird things (laughs) but they did but at least it was distinctive but i will say this TNG, and it's been said by others, plenty of others, the music was, aside from kind of taking the Goldsmith store uh, score from TMP to make it the theme music, yeah. the, the music that bedded the episodes was was wallpaper, oral wallpaper, and it just was not distinctive. I defy you, besides the Resican flute solo, and maybe one or two other things, I, I can you hum any of it? <laughs> so, dun, 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 dun. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. But there, but I will say this. uh, I feel kind of dumb about, well, I feel dumb a lot, but I feel dumb about this one thing about the music. We had the clue that it was going to be the damn Borg from episode one because the end credit music was from First Contact. I just never even caught on. Well, you know, I I will argue that. Point actually, because and I, I tell you, and I've always personally kind of felt this way, uh, because I think that music got used again in another movie, maybe. Uh, but 
Terry Metalis always thought he said in an interview that he always thought of that as the next generation's movie theme. And it, it was a theme for for specifically the next generation that never got used to its fullest. And uh, so I think that that that's why he made that as a choice to put at the end. But you make a very good point, And I hadn't thought about that because I, I was kind of in the Terry camp on that um, because I was like, because I thought whenever that music because that music opens up first contact i'm like okay this is you know the next generation movie theme you know right right. it never got used again you know um but uh or maybe maybe it did i'm I'm maybe misremembering but you know what i'm saying though yeah yeah well at first i gotta be honest i was a little like i'm appreciating how good the music is but i felt like they were jamming a lot of old music together and kind of you know what i mean splicing in a way and at first it jarred me and I wasn't expecting it, but now, but they did a really like, good James Horner impression. Oh, with the music. yeah. yeah I really love did. the music though. Uh, because oh, uh, actually a friend of mine even said he thought that was James Horner music. And I'm like, I don't think it is. I think it's close, but I don't think it is. Well, it wouldn't be anything new by James Horner. No, no. no. But, uh, or Jerry Goldsmith for that. Matter. Mm-hmm. So it actually, those two, in my opinion, are the best, uh, you know, uh, uh, composers track ever had those two and they're both gone now, but um yeah, so uh, and as far as the visuals, that to your to your point too, Jason, I think you're right. I I, I think it looks really good. I just uh, think it's a little dark, uh, literally, mm-hmm. and um, maybe it's because I'm getting old and I and I don't see as well. But I I I don't know about you guys. I went to Star Trek Experience in Vegas more than once, and man, they had to like say move along, sir, because I kept wanting to stop and read all the little okudograms and all the little stuff and look at it all. And I'm like, can we just do this where I don't have to ride the ride and I can just look at the set for a while? They're like, well, if you get married here, sir, you could have more time. I'm like, I ain't doing that. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm with you on that. I'll stop talking. Go right ahead. Uh, there are some comments though. Hey, uh, uh, you know what to tell. The motion picture had better effects and sound and music, in his opinion. Can't argue too much with that. I'm a big TMP fan. Uh, he also adds that Metallus did a good job, but not sure he's a savior. So many people, uh, yeah, are proclaiming him to be. And we could talk about that before we wrap up tonight. And then Andrew adds, I like the references to the Goldsmith and Horner riffs, but I got a little tired of the Klingon theme from TMP whenever work was Yes. And they, they pulled that out every chance they got, didn't they? <laughs> Oh, shoot, that's so funny. But I don't know. I mean, at least he didn't say much about his honor. Because all I can hear whenever he says that is his son Alexander saying, all you care about is your honor. (laughs) Oh, come on. Remember Alexander? And he was was just like, yes. I don't know. And and it's a good day to die. Come on, that's ripped right off of uh, Little Big Man. Okay, it's mm. Chief Dan George. Come on, old Lodgkin said that in 1970. Anyway, all right, all right. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop talking. Um, uh, but then Andrew, Andrew, or, or I'm sorry, Tal says he also seems to have a thin skin. But on the other hand, I imagine for Unbury on Twitter, he would probably have like <laughs> five million burner accounts being constantly trolling. Oh, you, th- oh. oh, you think that Metallus has a thin skin? We'll get to Metallus in just a second mm. here. Anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to bigfoot the the topic. But anybody else have any thoughts on sound and 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 visuals? No, other than, you know, kind of what I said earlier is, is I, you can, I, I don't care about the movies. I really think they're doing very cinematic, uh, you know, productions here. And I, and I think, and I'm, I'm like, I, I think it was, uh, you know, Richard there who said it where, uh, yeah, we pay monthly fees to watch commercials, you know, which has always driven me nuts about cable, but yeah, or whatever we have you know streaming services now but absolutely i mean uh 
you know, these are like nothing you see on TV. And it's funny to, you know, broadcast TV that is is starting to try to catch up. I don't know if anyone's seen Quantum Leap. You know, it all I all I will say is it's not like the old stuff we used to watch, you know, mm-hmm. including TNG, you know, like you were saying. Okay. But, you know, it they're really doing um trying to do a much better job just on TV. Everything uh, is so just a big budget now. Um yeah. Yeah, everybody wants, you know, it, it goes back to like your classic Hollywood, you know, when everything, everybody used to just go to the movies and then and then TV come around, then they had to change the aspect ratio at the movie theater so that people would go back to the movies. And it's kind of, there's we're in this battle again where, you know, because you, you that's why, that's why TV, that's why I feel like that's why TV has 10 episode, 10 hour story arcs now. And you've got shorter seasons because you've got an Avengers movie every three months that's three hours long. Uh, that it's got to compete with but now you got Avengers TV shows and you got Star Wars TV shows and uh, everything's competing with everything now so everything's got to be an Avengers event though I feel like uh, and I feel like that's what all everybody's doing you know you know and I never thought about that because it always I always think about uh, you know historically you know first it was silence and then uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, now we have to have a talkie remake oh now we have to have a color remake mm-hmm. yeah I, I see what you're saying there but it also it it cracks me up the last uh, Oscars that those handful of people saying, thank you for seeing this in the theater. Thank you. You know, mm. it's like, Hey, you know, it's, yeah. Um, well, if you're like me and you got a one-year-old in the other room, you're not going to the movie theater. <laughs> exactly. And we thank you for not bringing him to the movie theater. Until <laughs> right. Over, yes. Yes. Um, okay. I'm There's sorry. A- I was giggling over here because Andrew, there <laughs> Al's talking about Roddenberry on Twitter. <laughs> Andrew says Roddenberry would be constantly sliding into the DMs. <laughs> he he is so he is a man out of time. He would not exist in today's society. I don't oh think for very long. He could cancel pretty fa- pretty oh, fast. So what's everybody think about Metallus here? Um, there has been a lot of lionization, and I want to get this up to the get go. The man deserves gratitude and respect for doing a damn good job. I think. Um, I'm kind of with you that it's like, okay, let's not, he's not a saint, you know, but he did some damn good stuff, but it, it, there's some, there's just some, some things I can already kind of in sensing and seeing in the media that, that uh, secret hideout folks are not, are bad robot or whatever they are. They're probably not going to go this direction. That's what I'm seeing. I don't know. Anybody have thoughts on Metallus and all this stuff? I'll just set up and let's hear it well i i want to prime this conversation a little bit because i feel like it plays to something we were talking about earlier uh and and i think uh tal's on to something i don't think he's i don't agree 100 but i will say um to in his in his camp I, i will say we are thanking star trek for basically being star trek again i mean we're basically thanking someone for showing up to work and thanking someone for just doing the dishes and for just taking out the trash because we've been without this for so long. Uh, so that, you know, because we, because, because no one's taken out the trash for so long and because no one's showed up for work so long, Terry Metallus does look like a saint because guess what? He showed up to work. That's so that's my primer for this conversation. Wow. <laughs> Clint, what do you think? You're the test pattern tracker. We know that, but what do you think? Well, I think anytime you start putting somebody up on too high a pedestal, it's really easy to knock them off. They're human. Yep. Yep. They uh, they won't make everybody happy. Right. Uh, right now, he's probably got the masses that are really happy because, like what like what, what Lucas just said, um, I you know again uh, you know it's it's, it's kind of the way I feel. I 
I hope that maybe um, he's able to influence other persons, um, other persons in the industry, um, kind of with it. But we we don't want the same thing. We want some variety uh, when we, when we kind of look at that. So again, uh, I think again, I give the guy kudos. Uh, I'd never heard of him and knew who he was until he started doing this. I'm not that type of person. I don't go read all of the credits after the fact. I I'm there to watch what's going on there and. Then, after a while, I start hearing who they are, and then I start kind of following them that way. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I think he he deserves props for what he's done, um, but don't do them the service of putting them too high up on a pedestal that's going to get it kicked out from underneath them. I certainly think he's got a, he's got a, he he's got a handle on it in, in terms of keeping it in the right spirit. Uh, yeah. And as and as I Alex, you probably listened as Alex and I have said, it's it's not a perfect season of Star Trek. Um, it, it's a, in my opinion, it's a really good season of Star Trek. Uh, is it everything I I would have picked to do? Uh, I didn't want to see the Borg again, and I didn't want to see Q again. Really, I I was, I was hoping for something a little a little more more of a mix up. Um, but I will say we did need closure. We I think we needed that closure with Locutus and the Borg. And yeah. especially on a series called Picard, uh, I think we needed that. Unfortunately, I think that's the way that had to go okay. um, uh, because the Borg have haunted Picard forever. And he's I don't feel like ever got the closure with that. Um, and as for the Q appearance at the end. I'm like, really, uh, that's interesting and it's kind of funny and it's kind of neat, uh, but I don't know what else you're going to do with Q uh, after he's put humanity on trial twice. John Delancey needs a job, I think. <laughs> and well, I, I, can, I love John Delancey. I love him too. Right. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, the guy, that guy can chew could, the scenery he without probably, any sauce. He can probably make a burger out of ground meat, you know, like, yeah. even if, even if Metallus with this next, I mean, it's rumored on the internet, it's going to be called Star Trek Legacy. I don't know. Who knows if it'll go forward and who will be at the helm, but even if it does and it's, horse shiz john delancey will be fun to watch i i yeah john delancey's yeah. always i mean i yeah. i will show up to watch john delancey uh yeah. he's always great um yeah. i was i was just it really surprised me that we got more q at the end of that was kind of a i did i mean i actually said holy f you know um and it was exciting but then i'm thinking about like the originality of that and it's like yeah. okay yeah you know a little bit like the Borg again, mm-hmm. you yeah. again. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and as we're getting close on time here, folks, I, I made certain promises here, but uh, uh, that kind of leads me to the to my one of my last couple of questions here. Wither, wither all this. Will uh, what if there is? Maybe it's not. What if it's legacy? Let's just call it legacy for one of the thing. Although it's not really a uh, an actual pitch thing, other than a, a rumor or two, but. If it is legacy, if it is Captain Seven, if it is the the new adventures, of the Enterprise on the G, uh, who who will you guys watch? First two, yeah, you'll I'll watch. You give it the first two, okay. yeah, first two especially episodes. because it deals with the Enterprise. Yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm so happy to see the Enterprise back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Clint and I offline were talking about that, and uh, I said, you know, I thought it would be the uh, the Picard, and Clint. You, you chimed up right immediately and just put me in my place. You told me what? What'd you tell me? Well, uh, he's he's alive still. You don't uh, name a ship after a living admiral or a living mm. person. 
You know, oh. well, he's not, I, I, I think I said, well, he's not a postage stamp. It's, it's come on, he saved the galaxy. <laughs> but you know, but but your points, I think your point is well made. Uh, yeah. Well, why, um, why, uh, well, but, talking about the Enterprise, why didn't the, the Titan work just as hard to save the world? Why can't the Titan be the Titan? Yeah, that's a good point. I think you're. I think you're right. I, I was hoping we would get an Enterprise G. I just didn't know it was going to be the Titan rechristened. I wanted to see a brand new ship. Is what I wanted to see. So, but you're right. I mean, uh, I I assume this is me making up fiction that there will be a Titan B and it'll be a new new vessel. But but yeah. that Titan, you're right, save the galaxy. Right. Well, in my head canon, it's the Picard. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. But what what do I got? Um. By the way, I just checked email and Peapot was said he could not get on, and I'm not kidding. Oh, no, damn it. No, he said he said I was trying to get on, and then he said something. Uh, well, he he a lot of cuss words, but anyway, beep. Uh, if you're watching on the re, we're all we miss you. We'll see you on Twitter, or wherever. But thanks for trying. I wore this um, shirt for nothing. I know because it's tea time with Pete Powell shirt. Look at that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um. But anyway, well, some other time, Pete. Um. Okay. Well, so you all watch it. That's great. Okay. I want to. I just want to say since we're all kind of geezers here, I'm sorry for using that term, but. We are kind of, um, well, okay, okay. maybe, no, maybe not, sense. maybe not. Okay. But, um, it's not, it's not our dad's Star Trek anymore. Right. We can all agree on that. It's different. Okay. And first off, dad never watched Star Trek. <laughs> he, he, liked, he, he, he liked it. Clint, he liked it. He, although well, he said he, liked he could, it because it kept us quiet. <laughs> well, he told me, he says, I, I couldn't watch anymore when they killed off Shatner. I'm like, okay, well, that's where dad was. I'm like, all right, all right, dad. Anyway, um, uh, you know, and sometimes I have to ask myself when I look at disco and, and strange new and all that, and I just think, you know, have I become so old? You've outlived your usefulness. That I've outlived my, maybe it's not mine anymore. Maybe, maybe it is time as much as I don't like, most of where it's going maybe it's time though because i told lucas this on, on the last episode with just with he and i i said i may be done with star trek after this and and guys my my big brother's probably sitting there going yeah what the hell no way that no but i just don't know if if it's i don't know and i and i'm not mad at it or or disgusted i just like well maybe it's passed me by maybe it's not for me anymore i just wonder if anybody feels the same way or do you think i'm full of shit or what do you what do you guys think about that i think this this issue is very specific to star trek because i don't have this feeling about any other franchise really i mean maybe a smidge star wars but but in terms of star wars the shows on tv uh, i mean andor was great um, I know you didn't love it, but, um, and I think the Mandalorian, you know, the third season is a little in, but generally I still love it. Um, yeah. I don't feel like I'm being left behind by really anything else except Star Trek. And I think that is because of who's in charge of Star Trek, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a, a good point. Um, I definitely think the people at Star Wars, as much as I didn't care for the recent season of Mandalorian, um, 
Uh, I Wait, do it think had, that... it had Katie freaking Sackoff. What else do you need? Here we and go. She needs to take off that stupid helmet. We're going to talk about Katie, I mean, Katie Sackoff. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm gosh. sorry. I'll calm down. No, you're fine. I'm just I'm to, giving I'm you trouble. I'm trying to pause, Alex. I'm trying to pause him just for a second. <laughs> I think the people at Star Wars uh, have a have have their you know uh, have a grip on on what it's supposed to be as as yeah. as as. Weird as the last episode, the seasons of Mandalorian has been, I feel like the uh, Dave Filoni especially has a grip on what Star Wars is. Um, I don't think, and I think Terry Metalis did, but I don't think most of his, you know, superiors have any clue about Star Trek. And no. you know, some of it too is that uh, recently on Twitter, someone did kind of a you know unofficial hot take and said. Should I skip the motion picture and just go on, or should I, you know, is it something worth watching? And I just sarcastically responded, well, Why don't you watch it yourself and decide for yourself? <laughs> I think that's what we're all gonna do. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's what I'm doing. And I mentioned I haven't finished uh Discovery. I kind of gave up on it, but it's not so much that I gave up on it, it's just right now I'd rather watch some other things. And I mentioned that, you know, I haven't really, I haven't finished third season of Picard. I, you know, because my wife and I watch it together and. and oh, know, gosh, we spoiled it for you. What? No, not at all. And I warned you guys and I, but it's sort of like, honey, you in the mood for Picard? Oh, I don't no. know. I'm sleepy. Okay. Yeah. Night, you know, we'll do yeah. that another night. And, and that's what I like about it. In fact, the, we watched uh, number seven, number eight. And I said, you want to watch another one? She goes, no, I don't want to, I don't want to waste it all i want to you know let it and i'm like cool you know yeah and i know a lot of other people out there uh, including uh aforementioned people i was was mentioned hey if you've already seen it shut up you know the rest of us haven't and i agree you know but even for me i you know i'm i'm not you know like it's thursday and i've got to you know so um but yeah i think you know no matter what it is they'll they'll i i will watch it i will try it in fact, I've always dis- described Star Trek Discovery as jack-in-the-box tacos. They're they're pretty good as long as you don't think of it as a taco. Just think of it as <laughs> you know. It may, and that's I love it. Is, you know, uh, to a certain extent. But you know, I think I'll you know, and uh, that's another thing I, I mentioned. Like I've never really watched all of Voyager, and I now that I'm watching, and I'm only through maybe mid season three so that's why i'm kind of like eh, i don't know about it this I can see why it gets I- better I, i'm not watched all of it myself but i've watched up to i think season four or five and it it, it does get better once seven to nine comes on and yeah because yeah, i feel like such a heretic at my age and it's been around so long and i haven't watched it but i can watching it again i can see why i kind of didn't but now it's it's so easy now in streaming and I go to bed. It's like I said when I was a kid. If if you'd have told me I could get any Star Trek I wanted any time of day, uh, I, I would, oh, you know, I would have slapped you and said you're oh, a liar. Man. Yeah, oh, I remember. I remember driving 25 miles to rent, you know, Red Dwarf on on you know. <laughs> Red Dwarf. Oh, that's taking me back, dude. Oh my god. You know, uh, Voyager. I will say this. I, I do love the two-parter uh, with John Savage guest starring in Titus Welliver, uh, Equinox. That's one of my favorites from from Voyager. Um, 
I'm not, a, but I'm just not a big fan of it overall. Um, how I, I told the story before I won't tell it tonight, but you know, I was in a movie with Cherry Ryan. You know that, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Met her on set. You know. What, yeah, what movie yeah, was yeah. it? What movie was it? It was a TV movie filmed in Tulsa called Ambush at Waco in the line of duty. And she played a young Branch Davidian. And I was um, a... Uh, you were David Koresh? Uh, Tim Daly <laughs> of Wings was, was David. Oh. But oh, okay. I was a stand-in and an extra. I was a stand-in for Chris Cam, who played on, used to be on Coach. And oh. uh, when he, So I was more of a lion, though, because once he got shot, I had to just lay there. So uh, that was my, but I bet I saw her on set and I went, that's a, that's a lovely young lady. And, uh, and uh, it took me a long time to, cause I never forgot her, but then I saw her on Star Trek and I went, oh my God, that's that gal. Wow. It's just funny how life works. Um, now, so, does she, no wait, just real quick. Does she went on to do one of those lawyer shows by David E. Kelly, right? Uh, she was on Boston uh, Legal for a while. And was wasn't William Shatner. Shatner on there too? Jenny Crane. Denny Crane, Crane, yeah, okay. I just, Crane. okay. I'm just making sure I got all my Star Trek dots connected. Here. And Denny what's funny about her on Boston Legal is you really—that's when you get to see, you know, the actors. Because growing up and trying to watch Shatner on all these other shows, he always seemed like Captain Kirk. Yeah, you know, uh, no, she was something completely different than Seven. Mm -hmm. You know, and and um, yeah, she she was good. I don't I don't happen to love the character of Seven as much as I did on on I I I don't know I, I and by the way this is the last question we're going to go ahead and get to it because yeah we got to wrap up guys I'm so sorry this is fun we got to do this again we really yeah. do. um uh, uh everybody was saying uh, and Lucas and I are a little befuddled by this I'm just speak for both of us for a second here just they said well what's her you know go to warp catchphrase going to be and of course I'm just like <laughs> does, does that have to be a thing but here's my guess here it is. She just is going to look at the screen and go, Naomi Wildman. Now, if you don't get that, I don't know what to tell you. There was a little girl on Voyager named Naomi Wildman who used to, and she, I just remember her always. She said yes, her first and last name. With, with the thing, and she would always yeah. say, Naomi Wildman, no more pudding for you or whatever. But it was, anyway, that's what I think. Um, <laughs> but uh, anybody have, have any guesses on what her, what her command catchphrase would be, if you care to guess? Besides Naomi Wildman. Forward. Ever forward. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> Modern Star Trek would be like, kick it or something. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it probably would be something stupid like that. I I was telling Alex before this started, we kind of briefly discussed that. I feel like that that, that, that was a mandate from probably Kurtzman or something, some higher producer, because yeah. I don't remember that ever being a thing in Star Trek uh and being made a thing in star trek until these new shows uh and i and i and because of that i don't see metallus making it a thing so i just wondered if that was a note from the top down to yeah. say you've got your 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 lead you know your captain's gotta have a thing you know because like i said i don't ever remember that being or or is it one of those things that sometimes you can you're watching and you think is Metallus sort of making fun of these other well I think yeah he he I think he did do a lot of that and actually I in the first episode when Picard's doing spring cleaning I'm like okay you know I thought that was kind of a you know a jab at jab uh at old track and but reminds me what happened to Laris did Picard just break I up with her yeah I know maybe maybe it'll be like a uh Snapchat shortcut like like uh W9 E N G. 
Warp, warp nine engage. Right. <laughs> you know, the kids these days with their the kids these they can days. only type in three letters. Well, and they're supposed to she know texts that, she texts her command to the she texts well, it. Yeah. But I think I, I don't think poor, I don't think Laris will have any trouble uh meeting anybody. Um but uh well, the, this has been great. I, I I hate to wrap it up, but I, I don't I don't want to wear you all guys out. But um, I just a couple of things, and then I'm going to throw it to everybody to be able to say some final stuff. And so you guys start uh, typing there. Yes, Shatner did win an Emmy for Boston Legal. He won an Emmy for as a guest star with that character on The Practice, and then he won another Emmy on Boston Legal. Um, you know, Nimoy was uh, nominated for Emmy, I think, for every year of Star Trek, but he never won one for Star Trek. But then mm. Shatner got his got his finally. Um, Okay, so again, you know, uh, this is was a, started out as a lark because, as you can tell, we're big fans. And if you listen to any of the Trek Techs, we appreciate it. I know, I know, some of you may be here never listen to Trek Techs, but you you know us from Twitter and all that, so we appreciate you being here. But it's it's been great. I hope you'll continue to listen to Mysterious Goings On and uh, subscribe to it. Um, if you're into Hollywood stuff, we've had some heavyweights on uh, George Stevens Jr. His dad directed Shane and Giant and. Uh, He's, he he was actually the first uh, founding director of the American Film Institute himself. He was on the show it's just a few weeks ago. And uh, just this week, we interviewed the daughter of the former head of Universal Studios and HBO and Viacom, Frank Biondi. His daughter wrote a helped finish a memoir he started as he was uh, unfortunately dying of cancer. And uh, that was this week on MGO. So we, we get some some good some good guests on there and then we get some people you never heard of like uh you know other people i'm not gonna say i'm just kidding they know i'm kidding um but we get we get people from all stages of the writing career and uh i love talking to to newbies all the way up to 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 fancy people like mr stevens who, who've done it all because you just learn so much and i have so much fun asking questions and not blabbing as much as i am right now so thank you so much for that um I'm going to throw it to my uh, my sidekick here. He's not really my sidekick. He's not, he's my colleague. He's my cohort. He's my co co uh, co host here, Lucas. Any final thoughts on uh, Trek takes and on this conversation? Uh, well, I've enjoyed this conversation greatly. It's so wonderful to meet all of you in person. Uh, in person, I use quote fingers over here because uh, I've interacted with many of you on, over Twitter, um, and uh, it's it's great to have this this discourse uh, pleasantly because I, I think it's wonderful that we don't all agree. Um, and I think it's nice that we can all have a civil conversation about it because it is just a stupid TV show. Right. And, uh, and it, but it means a lot to us. It's a stupid TV show that means a lot to us. And um, uh, I, I've really enjoyed this experience. I've enjoyed being here. Uh, I thank Alex for having me on and being so gracious to welcome a, basically a stranger onto his show to uh, talk too much and add one more thing at the end of every episode. Um, uh, I've, I've just <laughs> really, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the gas bag, but he's the, he's the one more thing guy. It's, it's, there you go. It's, it's, yeah, we're, yeah, it's, it's a comedy duo thing. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been really a lot of fun to, to just have this a uh, couple hours every week to talk about Star Trek and it's uh Yeah. This is this has been fun, and I hope I hope we can all continue to interact through Twitter or through Alex's show or however. Yeah. Okay. Well, throw it to you guys. Uh, and uh, any last things, anything we didn't ask you about, or you want to get off your chest before we uh, uh, close the hailing frequencies down? Yeah. Uh, apologies to Daniel, but uh, Mugato or Chad, you might you might appreciate this. I I sent a text to Alex after the uh, the finale of season three. I said, that's some of the best Star Wars I've seen. <laughs> you did. 
You did. Was, was it the trench? Is that what got what you're talking about? The, the trench, the father son on the on the ship at the end, you know, solving each other's bringing each other back from from the edge or the or the dark side, whatever it is. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of thematic Return of the Jedi in that finale. But not too much snidely whip lore. So what are you going to do? Right. You know? Right. You. Yes. Yes, Ooh. sir. Ooh. Anybody else? Everybody said uh, enough. I, 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 I've got, I'm over here trying to make my case that it's not a stupid TV show. I didn't mean it quite like that. <laughs> I think we all TV. All listen, all TV shows. That. I just mean all TV shows are stupid. Yeah. I okay. Think we all talk about. <laughs> Sorry, Luke, you're, you're canceled. <laughs> go, go uh, I mean, I could have said anything, but I said that. <laughs> I think okay. in, in a world of uh, a world of B's and F's, Star Trek shows we're getting, we got like a a C plus, B minus. And I think we can be kind of grateful for that, for me anyway. Good, good. Clint, what about you, buddy? You've always got something to tell me. You'll text me later. Tell it now. Don't wait for the translation. Tell us now. <laughs> Uh-oh, he froze. Okay. Oh, Clint froze. Uh, I froze. I scared my computer to death, I guess. Um, I tell you, um, I just want to talk about this, about your program. I think this has been great. And I'm not saying this because it's yours. I'm just telling you it's great. Um, and you know why on so many personal reasons for me. Um, it is really neat to to see this and knowing that there are so many people out there that like this and listening to you. Um, I kept looking up and noticing the dumb little smile I had on my face every time you guys were saying something. So <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate it just being able to be a part of this, this group and listening and, and actually being able to chime in. Uh, you, you got you gentlemen top notch and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Uh, it's it's been fun, and uh, I won't embarrass him further. If you want me to, you can listen to the last episode where I kind of talked about that and how important it is. But he, Clint and I don't talk as much as we used to, and we're talking more because of track again. And it's always been a touchstone. It's nothing bad. It's just you know you get older, you have your families. You you know I live in a different city and all that, but uh, track always brings us back. We can always talk about it, and uh, I appreciate that. Um, listen, I appreciate you guys so damn much. Um, I see you guys on Twitter virtually every day, or, or at JMac. I see you in other circumstances, and um, you guys are all just great, and it's fun. And what I like about all you guys too, besides you're all damn funny and insightful, is we're all good spirited about this. We don't get all mad and wrapped around our axle about it. We just because, like Lucas said, it's a TV show, you know. It's important to us, but come on there's a lot of worse things in the world to be worried about and get worked I think up he's, about i think he said it was a stupid TV oh god um, put I, it on my I, gravestone can we please get the playback on that <laughs> i was trying i was trying to fix that i really was trying to fix that all right anybody else last words anybody famous last words anybody guys thank you thank you uh listen you know live long and prosper uh, it's time to go but i will say Please follow the show, listen, and if, you know what? We may do this again just for fun down the road, and if anybody wants to, just feel feel free to let us know you're interested, you got a topic. Uh, last, last thing, I promise. Uh, 
we might do something else. It may not be a Trek show. It may be a film show or something like that. But Lucas is a film critic and I'm a writer and uh, we might we might want to do some things with this. We don't know. We're going to think about it. Um, I already do a couple of shows that I'm going to wind down this season in the next week or two. And I'm going to rest a little this summer and, and he and I will be talking. But uh, we'll keep you informed. You know where to find us. And Pete Pot Whistle, wherever you are, man, you missed out, brother. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks Good night. so much. Bye. Bye, guys.